Welcome to another Abiding Thought. Today I want to uh, look at the words of Proverbs 15, verse 18, and it reads, A hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger quiets contentions. And as is typical uh, in terms of the structure of uh, the way uh, the book of Proverbs is written, you have parallelisms where um, either the same idea is presented in two statements or is presented by way of contrast. And here we have a contrast. On the one hand, you have the hot-tempered person or the hot-tempered man. And on the other hand, you have the person who is slow to anger. And really, it's between the two of them that you get an understanding of both. In other words, uh, what is meant, the, the Hebrew term that's uh, used for hot-tempered is one who burns fast. And so the opposite of that is slow to anger. Uh, so we see in these offsetting uh, illustrations uh, the, the point that's being made, talking about the hot-tempered person who burns fast as opposed to the person who is slow to anger, holding in mind, and we know this from other portions of Scripture, that in a sense, the capacity for human anger is part of our being created in the image of God because it indicates being uncomfortable with and uh, uncomfortable with certain things. And so when things are right, there are things. When we see something wrong, there should be a rightful response of anger or which is a reflection of God's fixed disposition towards evil, which is what, what is called the wrath of God. So in a sense, part of our being created in the image of God is the ability to reflect a sense of discomfort and righteous anger against that which is not right. But that's in an ideal state. We know that we don't live in an ideal world. We live in a fallen world. And as such, the writer here also touches on something that is just, I guess, part and parcel and something that we've gotten too comfortable with in a fallen world. Actually, two things. Number one, the idea of strife. Because again, two sides of the coin here. On the one hand, we have the, the hot-tempered person who stirs up strife, and then you have the slow-angering person or the slowly-angered person who quiets contentions. Contentions and strife would speak of the same reality. But the point being, in a fallen world, and by strife, it means on a horizontal plane. It means relations between other image bearers, other humans. And so in a fallen world, here is our reality. Strife and contention. But something else is pointed out here that is also endemic to our fallen state and it's something that we've gotten way too complacent or comfortable with. The individual that stirs up strife. The Bible speaks in the strongest of terms against those who stir up strife, whether it's through meddling, whether it's through agitation, whether it's through gossip, but the Bible speaks in very severe terms against individuals that stir up strife. But here's what the reality is in a fallen world, that there is strife because 
in our horizontal relations, we are not what we are supposed to be. And that means we don't interact with one another the way we are supposed to. And the inability to function in our interpersonal relationships the way that we should, the result are various levels of strife. So strife, in the one, on the one hand, refers to the, the, the conflict, the horizontal conflicts uh, between fellow image bearers. But because we do live in a fallen world, strife sometimes emanates from within. That we have different things that are going on within us, struggles, uh, our fighting against this, that, or the other. Uh, dispositions, mindsets, different things that, that cause us to have an, a, a discomfort within. And that discomfort within is nothing more than internal strife. And so we've seen the, de the development or the rise of the of, uh, humanistic sciences in the last 200 or so years, psychology and, and uh, various therapeutic um, efforts to deal with those strifes that are within. But the reality is we being fallen creatures living in a fallen world are not always at ease with one another or with ourselves. The result is contention, but also part of being in a fallen world, and this is where Satan comes in, he takes advantage, whether it's through other human agency, but he takes advantage of strife, which is why the Bible speaks so severely against it. Uh, in fact, that's what he did in the garden. He brought strife or contention between the creator and the creature, the image bearer and the one whose image he's created in. Did God really say? Again, stirring up strife. And so here's what we have in a fallen world. We have the reality of strife and whether it's from within or whether it's coming from other sources, we live in a world of tension. But we also have the reality of individuals who capitalize who actually aim at stirring up strife. And one of the things that's really difficult for me personally in looking at news feeds or hearing of political discussions, it's really difficult for me to maintain my composure when I hear, and it really doesn't matter which political side it is. It doesn't matter what the issue is one political party is going to blame the other. If the sun comes up two hours late, one political party will say it's because of the other. And what they're aiming at is not trying to uh, point out political, philosophical differences, ideological differences with one side or the other. The, what they're trying to do is to stir up strife between individuals, private citizens, and particular political parties or people who hold to that position. And I, I'm, not a, I'm not a psychoanalyst, I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm just a preacher. But I'm convinced that some of the things, some of the lashing out that we've seen, some of the violent lashing out, 
that we've seen in public settings is not maybe solely due, but perhaps one of the one of the contributing factors is someone has stirred up strife either that's already existing within the individual or has contributed towards maybe distrust, anger, dislike, whatever it is, but they have found a soft spot in the fallen human nature and they've stirred it up, otherizing groups and individuals to the point where there's this hot-tempered individual that we are seeing in various parts of our culture and communities. And so where it says here, where it speaks of strife and it speaks of contentions, that's what we have in this fallen world. And it deals, it, it does start with the fallen individual manifests itself in our interactions with others. But the despicable thing is that there are individuals that stir that up. And then the flip side of it, and this is where the gospel comes in. This is where Christ has entered into time and space. This is the work and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Christ was slow to anger. We see him as an image bearer created, come, comes in the likeness of, of fallen humanity without sin. So therefore there was anger because anger in humans is a reflection of the holy wrath of God, which is unchanging. With us, we grow into it. Our anger grows. In other words, we may see something and it's not changed. It, it, it's on an escalating scale, but it is our response to our being created in the image of God where we are not comfortable with that which is contrary to God. So there is this righteous indignation and Jesus demonstrates it. We see every display of anger that is recorded in the scriptures about Jesus as being a holy anger. It's never irrational. It's never sinful. It's always the object and the cause of his anger is a righteous anger. So he is indeed slow to anger, even as he confronts evil that's in the world. But here is how it plays out for us who are the body of Christ as we are attached to him by faith. We live in a fallen world where there is contention. Christ has entered into the world to demonstrate what human anger ought to be. And he has indwelt us, he has sealed us with the Holy Spirit who creates a Christ-likeness within us. And while we may not be able to quell all of the contentions in the world, we do have the ability to quiet contentions within ourselves and even as we deal within the body of the church. Let me read what Paul says in the New Testament about the fruit of the Spirit. In fact, I want to begin with what he says as by way of exhortation in Galatians chapter 5, beginning in verse 15. 
or verse 16. He says, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And then he goes on to describe what the fruit or the works of the flesh are. <clears throat> but he says, uh, then he tells us what the, the fruit of the spirit is in verse 22. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, godliness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against these, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And I guess by way of an abiding thought, is let's think for a moment those things that anger us, whether it's on a personal level or whether it's a political or cultural or social level. Let us make sure that our anger, let us measure, I, sh I should say, let us measure our anger against the righteousness of God. In other words, are we angry at something that we should be angry over? And even if we are, if, even if we, we, are look, we live in a world that everything that is ungodly is right there in our face, let us make sure that we respond to those situations in light of God's law and God's grace, on the other hand, that we are not ones who are, are contributing to the contentious spirit of the day. Brothers and sisters, whether we like it or not, we live in a world occupied by sinners and all sinners are not like us who are saved by grace. We live in a world of difference but let us not be those who are contentious and stir up contention because that's one of the many things that God hates. Let us therefore seek to dispel the contentious spirit of the day. So whether we're dealing with idio political ideology, whether we're dealing with doctrinal differences, whether we're dealing with cultural issues within the world, let us not be like Satan in the garden, unnecessarily stirring up strife according to our own fallen nature. But let us seek to be peacemakers because that's who we are. Thank you.